to the ExtraordinaryChurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. We rejoice. Joshua 5, 10 through 12. Feel the Holy Ghost. While the Israelites were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. The very next day, they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain harvested from the land. I want to read that one more time because uh, I want you to catch what's happening here. If you can tap into this, you're going to tap into what God is doing at Extraordinary Church. While the Israelites were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, watch this. They celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. What did they celebrate? Passover. Verse 11, the very next day. Now watch this, okay? Please keep with, stay with me. The very next day, they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain or corn, if you will, harvested from the land. No manna, verse 12, appeared on the day they first ate from the crops of the land. And it was never seen again. So from that time on, the Israelites ate from the crops of Canaan. And I want to preach by the help of the Holy Ghost, unpacking yesterday. Unpacking yesterday. Would you help me pray before you're seated? Father, we love you. We rejoice in your goodness. We thank you for what you're doing. Anoint me with the type of anointing that makes preaching and teaching effective. Open our hearts and minds. I release the gift of faith in this place. We celebrate you and your goodness and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Praise God. High five your neighbor. Tell him unpacking yesterday. Come on and do it. That's it. Praise God. Have a seat in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm excited because a new year is here. The year 2024 is here. Is anybody excited to be in 2024? The curtains opened and we've stepped into a brand new year. If how many is, has anybody ever been to New York City on New Year's Eve? We got a few. Okay, okay, praise God. The food nests have been there. They know what it's like when the crystal ball fell in Atlanta. A giant peach will descend. In Orange County, California, oranges drop. In Raleigh, North Carolina, a 1,250-pound acorn fell from the sky. In Tempe, Arizona, a giant tortilla chip <laughs> fell into salsa. Praise God. I might have jumped in that. Praise God. And in other places, you got plunging possums and baloney, believe it or not. Stuffed goats and lollipops, pickles, and fish hailed the beginning of a new year. Thankfully, Many returned home safely to their respect from their respective celebrations, all satisfied that they had welcomed a new year successfully. Yet I wonder, were they successful? Is it possible to open the new when you haven't closed out the old? 
This passage of scripture uh, has been resonating with me and my wife for some time now. We talked about it, and as a matter of fact, she brought it up maybe a month or so ago saying, hey, God's been really dealing with me about this. And I said, you know what? I preached a message from that very text. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, no, no, don't you remember? She was like, no, no, you're kidding. I said, yes. I said, look, go right here to the app. Check it out. This is the sermon. And I, I thought it was a few months ago, but when I went back, it was actually 2021. It wasn't from this specific text, but the very same thing was unfolding in Joshua chapter 5. And I, I began to share with her. And what I want us to do is I want us to focus on the new year that's before us. But if we're going to focus on the new year that's before us, hear me, this afternoon we need to spend some time unpacking yesterday. The suitcase of 2023 was packed full. You should have seen us on our way to California. We have suitcases full and thank God, praise God, United would let me pack up to 70 pounds in each suitcase as we were getting Mia ready for college. What I tell you is though, so 2023 was packed full with all types of things. One journalist called it a peevish year. It didn't seem like the year, frankly, could hold much more. I want to highlight internationally some headlines. As a matter of fact, the top headlines, let me start with number 10. Number 10, Finland joins NATO, doubling alliance borders with Russia. Number nine, Discord leaked classified Pentagon documents. Number eight, the coronation of King Charles III in the UK. Number seven, Syria readmitted to the Arab League. Number six, intense fighting in Ukraine, and particularly in Bakma. Number five, renewed violence in Sudan, intensifying the humanitarian crisis. Number four, many of you all remember this tragedy, Sinking of a submarine exploring the Titanic. Number three, the Wagner Mercenaries Group, their march on Moscow. Number 10, or number two, excuse me, there were international protests following, Quran, following the Quran burnings in Sweden. And number one, a surprising move of God, the Asbury Revival. I'm telling you, God is on the move. Such stories convince us that everybody's suitcase was full. And one thing we've learned, and you probably experienced this as you and during your travels, no matter how early you start, it will always be last minute packing. No matter how light it feels, always assume you're over the weight limit. I remember I, I felt good, Pastor B, because I had that 70 pounds. And, you know, we had to denote which ones were over 70 pounds. And I denoted, and I, and I was telling Sarah, she was like, don't you think that's lighter than 50? And I was like, mm, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't picking it up just like this, praise God. I mean, it wasn't too much of a struggle, but I was just trying to feel. <laughs> Deborah Lee praying like I can handle it, praise God. So I was picking it up, and I was just trying to get a feel, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Got over there, and one of the bags, uh, this was on the way back. It was um, returning home. was just 51 pounds. Uh, but here's what I know. No matter what you packed, when you arrive, you will have forgotten something. And regardless of what you pack, 
there is always, hear me, there is always this possibility that someone or something will have placed something else in your luggage. Isn't that the warning we hear constantly at airports? Keep your baggage in your possession. Don't take anything on the plane given to you by a stranger. Can I just preach on that for a moment and encourage you? Don't the Bible is so clear that you are not to take on somebody else's offense. You're not to take on somebody else's drama. You're not. You need to understand right now. Let me just help you out. If you will just read the word and understand that you weren't designed to carry certain things. I don't know about you, but I'm determined to leave some things in 2023. And there are certain things that won't follow me into this year. And when you look at it, 2023 was a stranger. It's crazy. 2023 was a stranger to us 12 months ago. Now it's history. And yet suitcases are full. And the land, this is crazy. Suitcases are full. And since it was yesterday, you know what we need to do? We need to unpack it. Praise God. Now I want to give you the context of what's happening here. Israel was at Gilgal. Gilgal sounds like the Hebrew word for roll. And here God rolled back the waters of the Jordan. And the land that's flowing with milk and honey is literally before them, right? The wandering was over. The 40 years of wandering was over. The doubtful had perished in the wilderness. Hope you catch that. The faithful had persevered to the other side. The homeless had found a shelter. The people of God had actually entered into Canaan. They celebrated their entrance in the same manner they had celebrated their exodus with a Passover. Unleavened bread, bitter herbs, fruit of the vine. Unleavened bread, bitter herbs, fruit of the vine. The, the bread was baked from the old corn of the land. You know why that was done? It was to signify the quick work God was doing. It was made without leaven. No time for it to rise. No time to wait. God is moving in this day and there has to be an urgency in our spirit. There can't be any delay. We've got to move when he says move. We've got to pick him up when he says pick him up. We've got to put him down when he says put him down. We don't have time to dilly-dally and we don't have time to have conference after conference and meeting after meeting. When the Lord speaks, we need to respond and get in step with the Holy Ghost. He's doing a quick work in this day and age. He's readying his church to be with him. He's readying the world in this hour and we don't have time to get distracted. Now is the time to be focused. Now is the time to be tapped in. Now is the time to respond with a yes faith that says, God, I'll move quickly. I'll move now. And this was a change for Israel. They had relied on manna for 40 years. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. Because many people don't like change. Israel was just that way. But God was talking about, I'm trying to do something in your life. I'm trying to take you from one place to the next. And you can't get there doing the same things you've always done. And he says, the manna is over. The manna never appeared again. And here's what I want to tell you. There are moments in our lives where we often take comfort in yesterday. 
Can I tell you, God is trying to, listen, I get it, I get it. We want to rest and relax in yesterday. But can you imagine the shock of the Israelites? For most, manna was a staple. It appeared six days. And preceding the seventh day, it came in abundance. Manna came from the morning dew. It had done so day after day, week after week, year after year. But now it was gone. Taken from them without warning. Change. Nobody likes it. We grow comfortable with yesterday's routine. We like the old ways. I mean, it's, it's kind of like we go to church, but are you going to church out of routine? Or are you going to church because of a burning desire to seek him and to connect with the body of Christ? We're, we, we, we find ourselves in these ruts and all of a sudden Israel found themselves thrust into a circumstance and a scenario that was unfamiliar. It was something that they had been praying for. Ooh, I just need you to hear me in the Holy Ghost. Whenever God is beckoning you to do something, there's going to be an air of unfamiliarity. It is not going to be familiar. It doesn't mean that it's not the Lord. You have his assurances that he's with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But you cannot expect God to do a new thing and it looked like yesterday. You cannot expect God to do something powerful and fresh in your life and yet you're doing what you did yesterday. You can't take the old into the new. We can't do that. And for us as believers, if God is calling us to grow, if he's calling us to grow, it would be crazy for us to do the same thing and expect different results. God is calling us. And when he calls you to something, it's going to be unfamiliar. It's going to be new territory. Methods are going to change. Not only are methods going to change, but expectations are going to change. Systems and strategies are going to change. The approach is going to change. Your understanding has got to change. You and I have to be pliable by the Spirit. Allowing the work of the Spirit in our lives. But what we do is we'll take comfort in yesterday. Watch this. We are often suspicious of anything that threatens our position. Anything that threatens our condition. Anything that threatens our mindset. But Jesus said it like this. Look at Luke 5.39. He says this. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. Yet his spirit is likened to new wine. And new wine cannot be put into old wineskins or they will burst. Just as faith calls us from faith to faith and glory for glory, so calls the new. But what happens when you long for the old? We wish for yesterday. We cling to suitcases full of memories, helpful and hurtful. And what do we try to do? We try to lug this old baggage with us into a new land. You have to unpack yesterday and leave it in yesterday if you're going to walk in the promised land. Help me, Holy Ghost. 
I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, Henry Ford, you all know him. He was the uh, inventor and the owner of uh, the Ford, in particular, Model T. And it had been in production for four years now. And in 1912, this happened. William Knudsen, his production manager, determined that it needed to be updated, the Model T. Uh, but the only problem was Henry Ford was not here for any of that. He loved his creation so much that he opposed changing anything about it. When Ford, well, Henry Ford in particular, was on a European vacation, Knudsen created a prototype of a new car. When Ford returned, he saw a four-door convertible painted a brilliant red. One witness said that Ford stuffed his hand into his pockets, walked around the car three, four times. He finally grasped on, on one of the doors and kept pulling at it and pulling at it until he literally pulled the door off the hinges. He does the same to the other door and he actually rips the fabric off the top. He kicks out the windshield. He did his best to wreck the car. You know what? Nudson left for another startup company called General Motors. Competition finally forced Ford to make the Model A, but his heart was not in it. Why? He could not let go of yesterday. It reminds me, the New Testament church was just a few years old. Until that time, everyone in the church was Jewish or part Jewish. But one day, Simon, Peter, was commanded by heaven to slay unclean animals. What does he do? He refuses. No self-respecting Jew would ever do such a thing, but heaven insisted. When he awakened, Simon Peter understood the meaning of this dream for standing at the door were Gentiles wanting to know the message of salvation. Yeah, the old way seemed better. In the old way, there was security. But what was heaven revealing to Simon? God is beckoning us into the future. God was saying, Simon, there's more for you to do. Simon, I've got a message for everybody, Jew and Gentile. That's why we say here at Extraordinary Church, this message, the gospel, the kingdom of God is here for the black, the white, the red, the yellow, the blue, the green. Makes me no difference. Everybody here is welcome at Extraordinary Church. We believe that. We honor that. The kingdom of God is here. And God was saying, Peter and church, I've got something for you. I'm beckoning you. I'm calling you to the future. God had steadfastly led the people through the land of fiery serpents, bone dry deserts and fierce enemies. He would not leave them. He was leading them to a land that flowed with milk and honey. Watch this. This is crazy. The manna was temporary. Canaan was permanent. The miracle was never designed to sustain them. The promised land was designed to sustain them. The fruit from the promised land. Remember I told you, you've got to understand the kingdom is about sowing and reaping. This is why you have to understand this principle because Paul, or, or excuse me, the Lord was revealing to them, this is what has to happen. Man is no longer falling. Man is no longer coming up from the dew, if you will. Here's what you have to do to get everything that I have for you. God was leading them away from the insecure to the secure.
As they drove out the Amalekites and Canaanites, Canaanites, excuse me, the people found houses in which to dwell. They found crops that they didn't plant. They found old foot stores that they didn't reap. And they ate of this. When Jesus confronted this old mindset, he once said, hey, the meat I have is to do the will of him that sent me. God will always, hear me, extraordinary church, bring us into a brighter future. Can I tell you? Israel, behind you is manna. Before you is a land of blessing. Before you is a land of seven blessings. Wheat, barley, and grape, fig, pomegranate, and olive oil, and honey. What am I telling you, EC fam? God wants to enlarge your options. He wants to create more room for you at the table. He wants to spread a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He has bountiful things planned in your future. You need to realize now is the time and God does not want us sitting back taking comfort in yesterday. He's calling us to a bright future. And what you need to allow him to do is to renovate your paradigms, renovate your disciplines, soften your heart and do a work in your life so that you'll pursue all that he has for you. Why? Because you're not satisfied. I don't know about you, but something has to break in this atmosphere. We cannot be satisfied with the manna when God is calling us to a bright future. We cannot be satisfied. And I rejoice in what God is doing. We had almost 40 baptisms, but we cannot be satisfied with that in 2024. I'm declaring a year of abundance. I'm declaring a year of growth. Why? Because we have something that will change lives. I'm here to see hundreds upon hundreds baptized i'm here to see hundreds upon hundreds filled with the spirit i'm here to see people healed and saved i'm telling you i'm here to see a year of growth in our lives and i'm here to see the kingdom we can't stay where we were he's calling us to something brighter what do you do when god calls you to something bright what do you do let let me let me just help you out right now let me just I'm trying to contain myself and stay in my notes because I know if I get too far away from my notes, we'll be here till 5.30. Maybe a little later. Praise God. No, I'm just kidding. What, are, somebody out next. what am I telling you? When you're hungry for the things of the Lord. You know, here, when I, when I first came to this, even today, even today, because I, I was like, yo, Jesus is real. And when I did, when I, I didn't, I knew he was real, right? But I didn't know like he was real, real, real. Jesus is real. <laughs> Praise God. You know anything about that, Bella? Jesus is. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Praise God. Make me sing that thing. So, what am I, when I found out Jesus is real, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I never, I'm going to help you out right now. I never went to church with natural expectations. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was like, oh, snap. This is crazy. The power I felt flowing through my body. I was like, yo, this is absolutely insane. And this is available. I never went with routine, mundane expectations. I always came believing God can heal. God can deliver. 
And this is why I was bringing people. I was like, hey, come on. I found, let me introduce you to a man that I know that changed everything in my life. Took the old and turned it into something new. Got rid of all these vices and addictions. I believed and I saw God do it. I've seen him heal cancer. I've seen him do miracle after miracle. And I'm telling you now, if you have a hunger and a thirst for God, if you have a hunger and a thirst for the things of the spirit, you'll begin to have a bright vision. You won't come bored. You won't come thinking I'm just... You won't come thinking, let me put on my tie and my suit jacket. And you'll come thinking, if I can just get to his presence, I'm expecting something great. I'm coming with a praise. I'm coming with a dance. I'm coming with an expectation that says I'm not satisfied. I'm coming with a determination that says, God, I've got to have you in my life. And when we come together, you have no idea who's dependent upon your praise. This is why you can't come and give God a cute praise. Can I just encourage you for a moment? But when you come and give him a passionate praise, when you come and give him worship, I'm telling you, he inhabits the praises of his people. And when the praises go up, when the praises go up, the glory of God comes to hell. The presence of God fills this room. Why? Because he inhabits the praises of his people. And if you're hungry for him, you won't give him just an ordinary prayer. You'll give him something that's extraordinary. You'll give him something that your heart connects to. And you won't worry about going through the motions. All of a sudden, everything else fades away. And it's very personal between you and God. And your hands get to clapping. And your feet get to stomping. And you begin to sing out of key or in key. But make no difference. You're making a joyful noise unto him. Because you've got something down on the inside beginning to stir in you. And why am I preaching like this? Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift that's within you. Oh, God. But you know why? Oftentimes, hear me. Hear me. You know oftentimes why we're not able to get this? Because here's what we do. Instead, instead of getting everything that he has for us, we take our luggage. Praise God. Some of this luggage broke like mine. Praise God. That's why, you know what we do? How does this, you know when you go to the airport, you get all this luggage, and the very thing, you can't, you can't wait to get where? To the checkout counter. And when you get to the checkout counter, you're about as excited as you can be. Why? Because you know you get to put this where it belongs. And you get to walk freely. You you get to travel light. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to preach to somebody. You need to begin to travel light. Quit carrying this baggage. Quit carrying this luggage. Quit carrying this heartache. Quit carrying this trauma and begin to pack light. Leave it here at the altar. Leave it here at the feet of Jesus. Leave it at the cross and give it to him and travel light. Give God. You can praise him when you're not. 
when you're not weighed down with all that baggage. You can shout when you're not weighed down with all that baggage. You can dance when you're not weighed down with all that baggage. You can run. You can jump when you're not weighed down with all that baggage. Oh, somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody give him glory. Somebody in this house wants to travel light. If that's your desire, stand to your feet and give him praise. Come on and give him worship. Come on and give him thanks. Come on and bless him. Woo! Imagine, this is so crazy. God has such a bright future planned for you, an extraordinary church. So bright that it blinds us. Be seated. But this is crazy. Can you imagine? Uh, let me ask this little fashionista over here. What's your, give me a favorite clothing store, a couple of them. Praise God. Michael Kors. Michael Kors. Okay. I knew it. Bougie. Bougie. <laughs> bougie. I knew it. I ain't never stepped foot into Michael Kors in my life. Let me walk right into Value Village. Praise God. I'll be digging right through Value Village. Finding them good deals. I'm like, look at that thing. This thing had never been worn. Got the tag still on it. Give them them $3 pants. Take them right to my tailor. Let her alter them things. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Michael Kors. I should have known. I should have asked somebody else. Thank you, Jesus. I only know. Do we even have Michael Kors? Thank you, Father. You probably be traveling to Petty to get your stuff. Thank you. Wee yeah. wee. You see how that just rolls off Patricia? Praise God. So imagine she goes to Michael Kors and Michael Kors tells her, you can get anything and everything, fill up, get a brand new wardrobe. Bring every suitcase and fill it up. And she shows up, Michael Kors. I'll tell you, boy, this thing want to go to Michael Kors. So she go to Michael Kors and she began to fill up. Open up her suitcase. Look like something in this one. I better open this one. Praise God. I ask people to bring suitcases. Just keep it in the closet. Keep it in the suitcase. No, I'm just kidding. So open it up. And what if it's full? And she doesn't want to let go of the old to put in the new. We don't realize it. But you know what many of us do? You know why? You're not walking in what he has for you? Because your suitcase still full. Still full. Still full of the dysfunction. Still full of the unfulfilled promises. Still full of the bitterness. Still full of the what ifs and could have beens and should have. Still full of relationships you know you not need in your life. Still full. And here's the crazy thing. You won't let go. You and I, you know, we think, oh, well, it's a new year, new me. That's a lie. No, no, no. Because what's got to happen? What's got to happen is a renovation in you. What's got to happen is a renovation in you, a working of the spirit. For God to call you into what he has. And what we have to be willing to do is this is, can I, this, is, this is the theme for 2024, grow. You and I will not grow until we are willing and committed. You know, this is, this is the worst. Whenever you travel, 
When you get back, what's the last thing you want to do? Unpack. Some of y'all living out, some of y'all went on vacation for the holidays. You still ain't unpacked. Sarah knows my personality type. The first thing I'm going to do, I walk in the house. I bring everybody's suitcase upstairs. I'm like this. In the dirty clothes, I got to take this to dry clean. I got to fold this, put this away. I refuse. But some of you, you know why you don't do it? You don't want to deal with it. You're not dealing with it isn't helping. You can ignore it all you want. You, some of y'all, y'all need to go unpack right now. You got outfits that you forgot you had. Y'all, y'all thought, y'all done forgot so long, you thought, you think the thing is empty. You need to go in there and look. And that hat you're looking for, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, praise God. You, you need to go in there and look, and what you're looking for is right in there. So what you need to do is we need to unpack some things. Why do we need to, I want you to check this out. This is so crazy. I got to hurry here. But I want you to see why you have to unpack this. Because the future can never be realized until you and I let go of the past. What am I telling you? This is crazy. Let go of the past to lay hold of the future. The Bible says they ate of the fruit of Canaan that year. They didn't mourn the loss of manna. It was good for a season, but the season had changed. Now God is doing something in a different season. And I recognize some things, I recognize there's things that define us, our age, our height, our temperament, our heritage. That's the baggage we carry in spite of it all. It reminds me, though, of a poem for all of you uh, dog lovers out there. It's about an animal that was picked up at the pound. And listen to this poem. It's by Evelyn Colbath. Uh, And I quote her, now that I'm home, bathed, settled, and fed, all nicely tucked in my new warm bed. I'd like to open my baggage, lest I forget. There's much to carry, so much to regret. Hmm, yes, there it is, right on the top. Let's unpack loneliness, heartache, and loss. And there by my leash hides fear and shame. As I look on these things, I tried so hard to leave. I still have to unpack my baggage called pain. I loved them, the others, the one who left me. But I wasn't good enough, for they didn't want me. Will you add to my baggage? Will you help me unpack? Or will you just look at my things and take me right back? Do you have the time to help me unpack? To put away my baggage? To never repack? I pray that you do. I'm so tired, you see. But I do come with baggage. Will you still want me? (laughs) I'm happy to tell you that you are wanted. I'm happy to tell you that you are prized. I'm happy to tell you you are valued and loved. But these are things which can be loosed. You don't have to cling to your hurt. You don't have to cling to your pain. You can let it go. In fact, you can't go until you let it go. Unpack yesterday. Let go of those slights. Let go of that bitterness. Let God help remove this from your life. Let it go. I'm not going to start singing that. Make it with less. Empty your suitcases. Less for Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. Less for Jesus. Selfless. Let go of self. Doubtless. Let go of doubts. Fearless. 
let go of those debilitating fears. As John the Baptist said, he must increase. I must decrease. Extraordinary church, Jesus must increase. We must decrease. I want you to do me a favor. I want you just to begin to lift your hands for a moment and begin to worship him. Come on, I feel the presence of the Lord. We, we have to decrease. Come on, would you just begin to sincerely tap in and just begin to bless him? Come on, I feel a shifting in the atmosphere. I feel like it is so plainly obvious to me that we are right on the precipice of something happening, something supernatural happening. My question is, do you, do you, not, not do you see it, but do you hear it? Ooh, do you hear what the Spirit is speaking right now? Do you hear what the Spirit is saying in this place? Praise God. Come on and begin to just tap in. Lift your hands and begin to worship Him. Lift your hands and begin to talk to Him. Lift your hands and begin to bless Him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to hear this. Watch this. How many, how many of y'all remember in school growing up? Now, I don't know if they do this now, but when I was in public school, in particular in my elementary years, they would, we would take a physical. And they would do an annual physical, you know, your health and do all that stuff. They would also, in the schools, they would check your sight. They would actually check your hearing. Now, what's interesting is, remember, you, you, you got to catch this. I'm about to help you. Remember, I've told you this time and time again. But how do we operate in the supernatural? By listening and obeying. Never by what we see. For we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Now, you got to catch this. I remember, you remember they would give you these really big, funky headphones over the ears. And the band that kind of connected them was so strong, you actually got to work out, like trying to put it on your, put it on your head, you know. So you, you have it on there. And they would play a little, like, little, little noise. And if you heard it, you'd be like this. Anybody ever done that before? Okay. And you, praise God. So Raul and I the same age, so we know what I'm talking about. Oh, y'all, everybody else want to be young. So they, they play it, and, and you be like, oh, yeah. And they play another one, and you're like, oh. and, and sometimes I was so eager, I was like this. And they're like, I didn't do anything yet. I was like, well, I heard, I heard what you wanted to do. I heard what you wanted to do. But, you know, they kind of do it at a rhythm and a pace, and I, I, you just, you just focusing, and you're listening. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, I heard that, I heard that, I heard that. But you know what? There are times when, you know, I was like, oh, I do it. And they're like, I didn't do anything. And I was like, oh, I was just eager. I was ready. But that's the key in the spirit. What do you hear the spirit speaking? The prophet did not say, I see a cloud with the abundance of rain. He said, I hear, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. 
If you're going to operate in the spirit, you have to do it with your antennas, talking about your ears being tuned in to what the spirit is saying. What do you hear the spirit speaking? I hear him telling us to grow. And in order for us to grow, we have to be willing and brutally honest. Say, you know what? I've been holding on to this for so long. It's time for me to unpack it. It's time for me to, to deal with it. It's time for me to get it out and pack it up and put it away and leave it. Do you realize the very reason you can't hear what the Spirit is saying is because of all the baggage you're carrying. But the Lord is here to help us today. You've got value. We need to unpack it. This city deserves a church that reflects Jesus. The thousands in this area need a church that is loose. Your family needs you to empty yesterday's suitcase. Your fellow students and classmates need you to start over. And what we do is we cling to the worthless when God wants to give us the worthwhile. We hold to our trinkets when God wants to give us treasures. Let the past go. Only then can God open the door to your future. Did you realize the past is a major element of the Lord's Supper? Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. He painted a picture that will live with the church while we abide on this planet. There is coming a day where he's going to snatch the church up out of this world. But he took bread, gave thanks, and gave it to them and said, Remember, remember his suffering, the bread that was broken. Remember his substitution. This is my body. I am crucified with Christ. Remember his purpose. And he gave it to them. What spiritual meaning can we get from bread? The bread of eternal life. Jesus fed 5,000 with physical bread and they hungered again. But Jesus offers bread to those who eat shall never hunger again. And everyone that believeth on him may have everlasting life. And he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. He says, I am the bread of life. Bread of resurrection life. Everyone that believeth on the Son may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up in that last day. The bread of indwelling life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. What's the spiritual meaning? What do we get from the vine? The blood that gives satisfying life. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. The blood gives eternal life. Whoever drinketh my blood has eternal life. The blood gives resurrection life. Whosoever drinketh my blood, I will raise him up in that last day. The blood gives indwelling life. He that drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. When you look at these communion elements, they represent the body of Christ. 
We think about his sacrifice for us. And our response is to give him praise and to give him thanks. For if it had not been for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, none of us would be here. I don't care how cute you think you are. I don't care how well you think you have it together. I don't care how much you think you have your future planned out. If it had not been for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, honey, you'd be on your way to a devil's hell. You would not be standing here looking cute and all and having it together. It's only because he came for sinners like you and I that we're alive and breathing. We're breathing because he sustains us. We're standing because of his grace. We're waving our hands because of his mercy we're only here because of his sacrifice the blood of Jesus Christ Jesus's broken body celebrates deliverance from the bondage of sin and because of his death on the cross and his resurrection from the tomb his spirit is available to everybody I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. And I want you to think about this. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 5, verse 11, as they're getting ready to cross over, you know what they do? Or excuse me, verse 10. While the Israelites were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. Praise God. You know what they were doing? Getting ready to celebrate a new day. And for us, when Christ took those elements, the bread and the wine, you know what? Something that they had done for thousands of years began to take on new meaning. Giving them and symbolizing a new day. Do you realize that the blood has no rival? Do you understand that there is not one sin that can even match the blood of Jesus Christ? It has the ability to wash us and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. When Jesus handed the cup to the disciples at Passover, they would have naturally thought of the blood of the lamb that was smeared upon the doorpost of their ancestors' homes in Egypt. Why? Because it was done to spare their firstborn. When they drank from the fruit of the vine, they remembered the blood covenant. They remembered that God promised to spare them and to pass over them. But in the Lord's Supper, the blood of Jesus celebrates more than the freedom from a single night of terror. It celebrates eternal salvation. Praise God, I want us to stand. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. You are good. You are worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my worship, Jesus. Why don't we take a moment and just lift our hands to him. We honor you, God, and we give you praise, Jesus. 
Come on, why don't you just begin to bless him? We're about to receive communion here in just a moment. But why don't you just begin to love on the Lord and thank him for a new beginning? Why don't you just begin to unpack some luggage right now in the name of Jesus? Why don't you begin to unpack yesterday? Why don't you begin to unpack last year? Why don't you begin to leave it at his feet? Hallelujah. We thank you, God, and we give you praise. We give you worship. Yes, God. Here's what I'd like us to do. We're going to do things differently. Typically, and just as a point of clarity, I don't, I don't drink. I never have. This is just kind of like symbolic. It's from, it's called Mount Hermon Red. Israel, but I've never had it. What I want us to do I want you to take your communion elements. This communion will be done a little differently. Praise God. And if you're not comfortable receiving communion, nobody's here to throw any shade at you. Don't, that's okay. Praise God. Thank you, sis. But here's what I'd like for us to do we're not going to receive communion at our seats. We're going to come to the altar. We're just going to take a moment before him. That's beautiful. We're just going to begin to repent and begin to search our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends. Extraordinary Church. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.